This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Good morning, everyone. Look, if only, if only life was simpler. Ah, and look, we've got new words just like in the last week or so that we've now got to deal with. I'd never heard of a polar vortex. Until this week, could you? Any of you heard of a polar vortex? I certainly felt it this week. Absolutely nobbling cold. I'm, I'm allowed to say that word in church. I just said that word in church. But it's so cold. I tell you what, um, uh, 10 days ago, I nearly got caught in Chicago. I have never been so cold in my life. I've been to Finland before, and I thought I knew what cold was. I kid you not, the water that is on the uh, edge of my uh, eyelids was freezing out there in Chicago. If only life was simpler. Do you know what? I come from a time where ice cream was simple. Do you remember simple ice cream? Do you remember? I mean, it was simple. You had three flavours, didn't you? Those of you who are as old as me, you'd walk into an ice cream shop or you'd have a choice after, you know, if you'd cleared all your food at the restaurant, Mammy and Daddy would leave you have pudding, which was ice cream. I never understood that. But uh, dessert. And it was only three choices, wasn't it? What were they? That's right. Not at Ben and Jerry's no more, I tell you what. You go into Ben and Jerry's and there's about like 460 different kind of brands you could have. If only life was simple. I mean, I remember a time where there was just four types of coffee you could order. Do you remember that? You'd go into a restaurant and it was simple. You know, like two shots of coffee in a little espresso cup is called an... Lovely. And you add more water to it, and we call it a, a black coffee. That's what we called it. Come on. We didn't call it an Americano. We just called it black coffee because it was coffee and it was... Life was so simple. And then if you didn't like black coffee and you wanted half milk in it, we called that, the Italians called it a... A cappuccino. Cappuccino. Because, I mean, that's coffee, isn't it? And then if you didn't like half milk, half coffee, you could go for the final. Because it was just four types of coffees. Espresso, black coffee, cappuccino, and latte. Life was so simple. So simple. I'm so easy to get coffee for. If you want to go and get me a coffee, just, can I have a latte, please? And all you've got to do is pick the size. Do you want a small, medium, or a la- grande? What's that? <laughs> Goodness sake. Just call it small, medium, and large. Keep it simple, just for me. Ah, oh, it's my wife's birthday today. Hey! She's 21 again. Hey! Plus VAT and delivery and taxes. And... And if only she could off order just a simple coffee. So I find myself now, you know, we don't even have to go into the store anymore to get the coffee. We can have a drive through And we drive through and we wind the window down. And Ruth says to me, I want the usual. And I go, oh, can't you just have something simple, please? 
just for today, can you just have something simple? And she goes, gives me that look. You know the look, guys. Okay, I've been married for 27 years. I know what that look means. Happy wife, happy. Yeah, that life means just do what it said. Just do it. I remember when Pastor Ivion, when I got married first, he says, Phil, you need to learn the phrase that you need. Just two simple words. The phrase to a successful marriage is wrapped up in these two simple words. Yes, dear. <laughs> so I says, so what kind of coffee do you want, Ruth? And she goes, oh, I say, yeah. So I wind the window down, and I'm hoping the speaker works, and I'm hoping this person can understand my Welsh accent. And I say, can I please have a half-shot, skinny, wet latte, please? And can you leave the shot outside? That's what, literally, that's what I got asked, because she doesn't, let, she wants to put it in, but skinny is skimmed milk, wet is no froth on the top. What on earth is this about? <laughs> if only... Life was simple. And you know what? I believe God designed life to be simple. It's us that complicate it so much. And just like we complicate, you know, coffees and ice cream, and we, we want it all customized to suit our needs. You know, no longer do people want the world to just serve them. No, the world has to change to suit our needs. You know, however way I want it. You know, if I, you can have customized everything these days. It's unbelievable. But we've lost the simplicity of life in doing so. And as we turn to the scriptures this week, and as we turn to the verse of the year, in January the 6th, we shared the first part of uh, this theme for the year. And we do it here. If you're new to ABC Church here, every year we uh, commit ourselves as a body of believers to learn a verse or two verses of scripture and commit them to memory. How are you getting on with yours? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, that verse that some of you maybe already know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. It's so simple, but we make it so complicated. Let's pray. Father God, as we turn to your word this morning, we pray that the word of God that is a lamp unto our feet and the light to our path. Lord, we'll pray this morning as by your Holy Spirit you come and you presence yourself among us. Lord, will you help us simplify today? Will you help us remove complexity and remove turmoil from our busy, stressful, crazy lives? That sometimes, Lord, we don't know whether we're coming or going. But Lord, just in this short time that we have together, Lord, bring us a stillness and a calmness to our lives and our very souls today. Lord, you made the word of God simple so we could understand. Help us to apply it to our lives today. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Oh my goodness me. Tell me the kind of things you can customize. I mean, the world's gone crazy. I mean, it used to be, Gareth, you could just order a regular Harley Davidson, isn't it? And now you can... Customize that to be whatever you want it to be. You can have it in different colors. You can have it with, you know, Roadster. You can do it in all kinds of ways and methods to improve your life and to suit your current demands and to your needs. We customize 
everything. You know, every princess, doesn't she, Caris? She wants a customised wedding. I mean, she doesn't want a regular wedding like anybody else. Don't I know it? Oh, no, she wants this, she wants that, she wants this. Some of the things are cheaper. That's good news. And I look at it and I say, oh, that's great. Great idea, Caris. Fantastic. Some of the things are more expensive. And I go, (coughs) how much? Is that for one? You can customize everything. And customizes a car. And she goes and orders it. You know, it used to be just classic and avant-garde. But now you can have red seat belts and all kinds of trim. You can customize everything. And you see, the challenge is, is we also customize God. That's what we do. You see, if there's bits of the scripture that we don't like, oh, well, like, the scripture doesn't really mean that, does it? I mean, not, not literally. You know, I know the, you know, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, like that makes sense. That makes sense. But the acknowledge him in all my ways, I mean, doesn't literally mean all your ways, does it? And just like we customize ice cream, and just like we customize lattes and coffees, we customize God. We make him into the person that we want him to be. We own things like Tipex Bibles. We cross out the bits that are unpalatable to us. And we say and we quote verses, you know, like Romans 8, 28. Don't we quote that verse? You go with it with me, come on. What does it say? Yeah, Romans 8, 28. It's gone out of my thing. For all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, we hold that front bit because, oh, yes, all things work together for good in my fleshly ways. Like, I do what I want. I do it my way. And we customize God. You know, around 10 years ago, a great pastor that has uh, done so many things to transform our Christian lives. Uh, Life Church, uh, that's in the USA, have brought things to us called the U Version Bible. Spinning into our culture and the demand of putting ourselves first, that we can have a U Version Bible. Now, thank God. That the version app, if you want to download it on your phone, it just means you can pick whichever version of the Bible that suits you. NIV, NLT, KGV, whatever version. NIV, Roy, the Northern Ireland version. You can pick that. You can pick that to suit you wherever you want in life. But the thing is, we take the U version further, don't we? And we apply it to our lives in the way that we want. And Craig Rochelle went on to write a book. And do you know what the book was called? The book was called Christian Atheist. Christian Atheist. What a title. The subtext of it was believing as if God exists, but living as if he doesn't. Whoa. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
Isn't that our culture? Believing in God, but behaving or living as if he doesn't exist. So in a short time together, what I want to share with you, if I can, by God's strength this morning, I want to share with you the second part of this verse. You see, when we were together on the 6th of January, what we learned from the scripture and what we believe God was speaking to us here is what we believe that we trust in the Lord with all your heart and we don't lean on our understanding, our own understanding. It's important that we believe that. But this second part of it is about how we behave. You see, our belief should inform our behaviors, shouldn't it? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. Oh, lovely to quote, isn't it? We write it in poems. And some of you, not so much today, some of you do it in cross-stitch. Lovely. Some of you blokes are there stitching it away. Doing it in cross-stitch. And there it is, you know, in your kind of downstairs toilet or whatever it is. Why do you put stuff like that in downstairs toilets? I mean, as a pastor, I visit loads of your homes. The stuff that you put in your toilets is like unbelievable. You can even have customized toilet paper. You can. You can. I've stayed in hotels that have got the hotels brand them on them. And I'm thinking... Really, you want me to take your hotel brand and <laughs> and, and fl- <laughs> what is that about? There's some things you can't customize when it comes to toilet paper, though, isn't there? And that's how you hang it on the roll. It's got to be. It's got to be over, not under. Amen. How many overs in a house? How many unders? I don't. (laughs) Lord, I pray freedom from such demonic behavior this morning that people would put the toilet roll under. There's a patent out there. Search it yourself. And it says it must go over. Anyway, we move on swiftly. From customized coffee, customized ice cream, customized toilet paper. To customized God. Dare we not customize him. You see, we have to submit to him in all of our ways. You see, I was taught as a child, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Were you taught that? Like, you know, Lord, I I believe you provide all of my needs, all of your finances. Lord, you're my Jehovah Jireh. Sorry, Jehovah Jireh. You're my Jehovah Jireh. You provide, but I don't believe enough that you can provide enough for me to give out of my prosperity, Lord, that I can tithe, that I can bring an offering, that I can live a generous life. I mean, I believe that you'll provide for me, Lord, but don't ask me to give. Lord, I want everybody to love me. Oh, because I'm special. (laughs) And I've got needs. I'm sorry, I'm not like you. I suffer with concentration problems. Oh, look, there's a bird. Yeah, I I have a personality profile. I'm an ENTJ. I get easily distracted by stuff. And so we tilt this and make it into something special. And and, and, Yes, you are special. We're all special. 
But you're no special. I'm more special than me. And I'm no more special than you. God loves us just the same. But you see, I've got needs and people, oh, people need to love on me. And I receive your love, oh Lord. And I need all of your love, so much so that your love is just enough for me. I mean, don't expect me to take your love for me and to expect me to go and love the unlovely too. And love those that are in need. And love the last, the least, and the lost. And for those that are in hopeless situations. Because, Lord, I got, I got needs. All your ways. Submit to him. You see, and we customize God. We limit him in finances. We limit him with his love. We limit him in so many different ways. We limit the God who knows no limits. You see, I change, he changes not. And the problem most of the time with stuff that not doesn't work is you went and customized God. He's not the God of the Bible. He's a God that you decided to fabricate in your own mind to suit your own particular needs. Dare I say it, that we've all become, including me, Christian atheists. Oh, my word. Pastor is a Christian atheist because he believes bits of the Bible and doesn't put into practice at all. I'll tell you what, should we check him out of the church? <laughs> my mother-in-law just said yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> Or shall we all in our sin and in our brokenness, there is none righteous, no, not one, nor me, not you. But let us on the journey that we are in life, let us believe, but let us all encourage and teach each other to behave and to say, hey, really? Is that in all your ways, submitting to him? Turn to me, turn to me if you would, to Psalm 36, verse 1 and 2 as we just draw to a close with some key points that we can apply to our lives as practical tips to simplify our faith. And as you know, I read the scriptures systematically, and uh, one of the things that, uh, believe it or not, Andrea has uh, challenged me with in a lot of different ways is that quite often we take scriptures, don't we, Jeremiah 29, 11, we take these scriptures and we bring them out of a particular context in order to suit where we are in customizing God. And I was reading this scripture, and as I've been doing this for uh, maybe around two, three years now, really beginning to try and take the whole of the scriptures as we interpret them, you know, not just taking a psalm out of context or a scripture out of context, but actually looking at where does that sit in the context of time and history and what was going on and what's the psalm before and what's the psalm behind. And I came to this psalm that I want to share with you this morning, and we all know the verse that comes after it because it's one of those lovely verses, one of those that maybe some of you guys have put in cross-stitch to that says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh, isn't that warm and fuzzy? And did you see the, daisy, uh, the, the Disney swirls just come up in the room as I just said that there? 
But this is what Psalm 36 verse 1 and 2 says that precedes it. It says this, and I'm reading from the new uh, language, the NLT version. It says, sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. And when I was reading the scripture, I was kind of putting myself, as we often do, I was putting myself, not in the seat of the scornful, as Psalm 1 says, but I was putting myself on the path of righteousness. And I found myself looking upon these people that are here. You see, sin whispers to the wicked, because I'm not wicked. Whispers deep within their hearts. See, they, them over there. Unko munko, as we say in Welsh. Unamana, as we say in Welsh. They have no fear of God at all. The things they do. <laughs> I'm not like that. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. And as I was reading the scripture and applying it, I was thinking, oh my God, oh my word. I have just, I says, oh my Lord, I have just become self-righteous. How dare me put myself on this path? So I began to apply this verse to my own heart. Maybe, maybe this is referring to us. You know, the people that customize coffee and customize ice cream and customize God. That sin whispers to the wicked, whispers to me deep within my heart. The same story that was told in Genesis chapter 3 to Adam and Eve. Has God said? And it says, well, has God really said that? Taking us off beam. Sin whispers. She doesn't shout out loud. Just whispers gently to us deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind conceit. There was me. In my blind conceit. Stood there looking at these scriptures. In their blind conceit they cannot see how wicked they really are. You see that we, that we turn to him and we say, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. But please, God, don't ask me to behave like that and to say the second part, which is in all my ways, that I acknowledge him so that he may direct my path. And that's part of the problem. You see, we complicate God, we customize God, and we say, Lord, will you direct my path? Lord, will you, will, Lord, will you find that job for me? Will you do this? Will you, will you do that? And the job that you've got, you're not honoring God in? I mean, you know, the boss doesn't understand you, I know that, because you're special. 
doesn't understand your needs and where you're at. So, you know, because I, I struggle in the morning to get up. See? Because I'm not like other people. Like, I struggle in the morning. Right? Like, when I get up in the morning, like, I have to crack my eyes open so I can see. Right? How many of us have got that problem? Put your hands in the air right now. Yeah. All right. All right, Tom. And uh, what time do you go to bed in the night then? Well, that's the problem, see? I can't sleep. So I try to uh, help my concentration with the Xbox. And I go on the Xbox, and then by around 2 a.m., I then feel my eyes getting a little heavy, and I go to bed. Well, it's no wonder, Tom, that you can't get up in the morning. My father used to say to me, he says, I, you know, and I couldn't sleep at night. He says, no problem, Phil. I'll get you to sleep tomorrow night. No problem at all. I said, really? Yes, it's a simple fix. He said to me, you will sleep tomorrow night like a baby. I said, fantastic. Go to bed whenever you like, but I guarantee you will sleep tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I said, oh, great. Dad's going to help me sleep tomorrow night. 4.30 a.m., bang on my bedroom door. You're coming out milking. I say, what do you mean? Come out, come on, let's go milking. I'm up at 4.30 a.m. My eyes are like this. I can't see a single thing. I tell you what, I got up at 4.30 a.m. when I got to bed at about half past one. Do you know what happened that night? I slept soundly from about 9 p.m. You see, we say, Lord, will you direct my path? Yet we don't honor him with what we have. You're praying to God for a job. And you say, Lord, will you do this? And yet we don't honor him with a job that we've got. We want promotion because somebody else always overtakes you. Oh, well, see, I knew, I knew somebody else was going to have the job. Yes, he's the boss, see. They suck up. That's what they do. They suck up by doing as they're told, turning up on time, doing a job better than anybody else. That's what they do. They suck up. And I'm thinking, no, they're doing what they're paid to do. Oh, Lord, will you find me a wife? Lord, will you, will you find that, that? If we submit to him in all our ways, he'll direct our paths. Stop customizing. You see, and I say this in closing, the whole thing that's been lost in our busy, customized world is we've lost our fear for God and we no longer put our trust in him. You see, and these scripture starts with that one word, trust. You see, you can only trust someone if you fear them. Now, this word fear in the Bible is a complicated word, okay? And um, I love how Craig Rochelle puts it in one of his books. In fact, I think it's in that Christian atheist book. He's got a little uh, atheist book. He's got a little formula, and he says, love for God plus respect for God equals the fear of God. That's what it means. You see, the fear of God is not like the kind of religious upbringing that I was brought up with, that we had a, a picture of God that was so, I don't know if I go left or right here now, if I go conservative or other views, or if I go left or right. So I'm just going to give a, a, you know, a, uh, a range, if I can, where over here, God is a cruel, angry God. 
and you've messed up and all he's ready to watch you mess up again and have you live a life of condemnation and say, how dare you do that? You see, because that's from a dysfunctional connection with our view of God, who is a just God. God is a God of justice. But you see, over here on the other extreme is the God of grace. God is a God of grace. He did not treat us as our sins deserved. So his grace comes in. But the problem is, from when I was a kid, where we had simple faith, but a very religious one, the pendulum has swung all the way over here now, where not only do we customize ice cream and lattes and coffees, we customize God. We say, anything can go. You know, as long as no one gets hurt. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's no big deal, is it? It's just a little, little leaven that leaveneth the whole lump. That's all it is. And you see, the true place we need to be is in the middle. God is a God of love. And God is also a God of justice. And the easiest way, I can say in closing, that we need to try and connect with God is, remember when you were in school, how many teachers? I see two or three teachers here in church. Put your hands up. You know, that teach fantastic. It's a challenge that you all take on in teaching children. But you know, there's nothing like a fantastic teacher. I can look back at school and when I grew up, I didn't learn much while I was there. I've got to be honest. But I do remember the best teachers. And you know where the best teachers were? They weren't over here in that they were the ones that were disciplinarian and, you know, Mr. Wyatt was to teach me in technical drawing. Do you remember the flexi curve? I had more flexi curve across my hands and my backside and everything else like that. Morgans, tidy up, sit up straight. Bang, literally. Thank God we're not living in that kind of school right now. But literally, that was it. Like abuse and stuff went on because that's how it was in Victorian ages and then that's how they were brought up. <laughs> I'm that old, I tell you. But then what happened is we had something come into teaching, didn't we, Naomi? We had these cool teachers that were down with it. And would let her, And they, I remember one in our school, Miss Hewitt, if you're listening. <laughs> she tried to be popular. And in efforts to try and be popular, lost all respect. And it was a nightmare. We learned one thing in that lesson with Mrs. Hewitt. Anything went. Put your feet on your desk, whatever, and she would be in tears as the boys would tease her and everything else like that because she was trying to be cool and down with it. And being cool and down with the kids just doesn't work, doesn't it? Just doesn't work. But we all remember one or two teachers, you remember them right now, that were in your school, that loved you and cared for you. They didn't let you do what you want all the time. It wasn't always playtime. There was work to be done. And there was discipline and there was order. But deep down inside, you just knew that they cared for you. Mr. Harris, if you are listening, I took the effort to learn all my French contexts of je va, tu va, il va, elle va, nous avons, vous avez, ils ont, elles ont. And I still remember them today because of you. I made no effort in mathematics or other subjects. But Mr. Harris, if you're still alive and wherever you are, I take my hat off to you because you cared for me. And you see, God cares for you like Mr. Harris. 
He wants the best for you. He's trying to champion your cause. But as well as that, we've got to stay in the lane. Can't live, you know, that stuff. God's speaking to you right now. You know what it is. That stuff on the fringes that you know we need to cut off. We need to have a reverent fear of God and then just put our trust in Him. Trust in the Lord in all your ways. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will direct your paths. Let's pray. Father God, today, Lord, we ask you to forgive us for the way we live our lives. We've complicated and complexified so many different things in our lives. Lord, forgive us for complicating you. Lord, will you just return us today, Lord, to a simple path that you want us to walk, one that's full of love and grace. And an understanding there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Help us to walk with you. In Jesus' name we ask. And all God's people said, Amen. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.